0: Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com.
2: This is DJ,
1: and this is Ish. And this is season, season six, six of, of Better, Better Let, Let Me, Tell. Me Tell You. Nobody should Evan, you keep singing about a drop of cheesecake. She I don't know what that cheese, means. That's a BTS song. Oh okay, they have so, cheesecake in South Korea. They have the most amazing what a what a racist. No, that's not racist. That comment a, that is no, that's not racist. I don't know what the desserts are in South Korea. Oh right, and they're not gonna have cheesecake in South Korea. Different cultures have different palates,
2: right? And they have it's it's a metropolitan, cosmopolitan, international city. Of course, they have cheesecake. Mm-hmm.
1: There are metropolitan okay. cultural cities that don't that, have flung. Stop,
2: stop. That don't with have that, flung. Right, but cheesecake, I think, is more international than flung worldwide. Okay, let's not go fine. down that rabbit hole. With that said, everybody, welcome to episode 248 of Pero Let Me Tell You.
1: Ugh, fine. Now I want cheesecake and it's all your fault. I know I really want cheesecake too.
2: Uh, well, you know what? I'll be happy
1: with flung. I'll take anything. Yeah. I'll mm. even have
2: an Oreo right now.
1: Oh, wow. Oh. And you're Listen. Do not disparage the good name of the Bisco Oreos. You,
2: uh, you know what? Oreos... I it don't is di- you. Okay. It is okay. you. Wait, wait, wait. Here, here's the truth. <laughs> I don't dislike Oreos. I just will never go for the Oreo. Okay. It's never or like the your, Oreo, your first Oreo, choice. The Oreo-flavored milkshake. The Oreo-flavored cheesecake. The Oreo... Uh, the ice cream topped with Oreo. Okay. I, I'm i never going to go for the Oreo, but I don't hate it. Like, you know, I'm not going to turn away the Oreo Okay. Milkshake. It's the only thing on the table. Right. I'm well, not okay, gonna, okay. But I just, you know... Aside, like I just the, the thing with me and Oreos is that once I discovered that the cream is not really cream that it's like oh it's you know oils
1: and yeah water.
2: just like what, what you know the same thing with Cool Whip um, it's
1: it, it's like it ruined it for me it's a non dairy mm. topping so okay so it's not Abrazo gitano I feel like if abrazo gitano is the only thing on Yeah, I but a, you're, you're not, not going to have it. But a abrazo
2: gitano, well, let's that, welcome again our, our, oh, our yes, listeners. Yes. <laughs> episode 248, we hope everybody had a wonderful week. Um, yeah, we're at the end of April. No, yeah, it's yeah. almost May. May. Yeah, No, no, yeah, no, yeah, it's, yeah, Christmas. it's Christmas. It's yeah, Christmas already. Ahorita, yeah. It's Christmas already. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did yeah, you buy you your tree already? already? No, 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 no. I'm going to buy it early. Okay, year. yeah. Remember how I always make fun of you? Well, you could hear it here in the episode. That I'm like, before you know it, it's St. Patrick's Day. And well, now, now St. Patrick's Day It's almost cinco is de Mayo. over uh, a month <laughs> behind us, but anyway,
1: bueno, listeners, um Brazo Gitano, no, 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 no. Exactly, I, that's what I'm saying. You would eat an Oreo before a Brazo Gitano, so therefore, you like Oreos. <laughs> See,
2: my thing with the Brazo Gitano nowadays is, well, I think it's sort of gross. I, right now, this n- nostalgic. I mean, for those listeners... Who, who don't know what a brazo hidano
1: is? It's not the literal translation, yes. but I don't know. I don't know if it's um. Which I guess now, if we had to translate it, it would actually be a Romani arm. I don't know. I don't know
2: if it's only Cubans who call it a brazo gitano. But basically, it's this roll log thing. It's like a Swiss cake roll. <laughs> well,
1: but it, but it, no, no, no. Well, it, it's the it, shape it, it, of it, it right?
2: The it's the architecture is the same. Right, right, right? yes, yes. But it's. I don't know una panedela, And it's soaked in almiba, And that like syrup And then it has I don't even know What it has it on has the top It
1: has a bunch of fruit That don't go together
2: Yeah It's it's the Cuban version Of a fruitcake Yeah but it, it, it They'll throw in like A kiwi and a pear Like who puts those together I don't know. I don't know. But nobody wants a brazo gitano. I mean, no. I've, I've said this here on the show before. Um, when I was a kid, my mom, if I would be behaving badly, she would tell me, Pato cumpleaños. No te voy a dar un que. Te voy a dar un brazo gitano. But then, you know, but, but, but then growing up, I also had... Uh, growing up, I just was never happy. It was just, it just... I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. Because then, you know, yes, I wouldn't get... A gitano. But in the alternative, my parents will buy me un que de una, you know, una uh, a Cuban guano yeah. Especially, you know, even Cuban bakeries nowadays, their cakes have evolved. It's different. It's different. Their cakes yes. Have yes, But back when we were kids in the 80s and even in the 90s, uh, the the Cuban cake con a merengue... Con, it was always know, la borracha. La borracha con natilla en el medio y merengue. Yeah. And that would be my... my Your birthday. Birthday yeah. cake. And I'd be yeah. like, Shit, why is it that, like, at school, the white kids take all, like, this delicious cake with buttercream and, aha, I didn't know at the time that it was Publix cake.
1: Yes. The beauty of it, though, is that your mother does not get you a barasujitano, but she still hasn't been able to get you the right cake.
2: Well, (laughs) remember, my parents got me the right cake this year.
1: That's true. That's true. My parents get
2: That, I have to tell you, and I will say this to our listeners directly, I have to tell you that... You know, of all the twists and turns that we've taken with this podcast, that has to be one of my favorite. things yeah, that, that that's very pretty good. Organically came from the podcast is that our listeners actually have a vested interest in, in, what, in what cake what you cake get, I get for my yeah. birthday. Yeah. And if you feel that way, listeners, imagine how I feel. It's <laughs> so, true. So we'll see. My birthday's only six months away.
1: It'll be here before you know it. Before you know it. Before you know it, we'll be <laughs> celebrating your birthday.
2: <laughs> this oh, year, since God. they got me the right cake last year, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm Do I'm you gonna think they're gonna like backslide? Football. I don't know. I don't know. They're very unpredictable. I don't know. You should
1: ask for cupcakes to see if that throws them for a loop.
2: I don't know. They they might bring me like Etta's mini cupcakes, which I don't hate. But I it's not Etta's what you asked for. Right. It's not what I asked right. for. Right. So I'll be like, right. "Happy birthday!" and this tiny little <laughs> cupcake. Not even like the the real big cupcake <laughs> so anyway bueno,
1: Ni una muela. we
2: have fun and exciting news to tell our listeners we do about our next series of episodes yes so next episode so episode 249 Nine. Mm-hmm. and hopefully 250 we are going to have our series of episodes of pero let me tell you goes west west
1: go west yes
2: i was thinking of american tale
1: Oh, I was thinking. Pet, goes I was west. thinking. Pet shop
2: boys. I was thinking. Five goes west on American tale, but who am I? Um, so you know, for those of you who've been with us since the beginning, as you know, in 2019 we went over to LA and we did a series of episodes as well yep. called "Pedro Let Me Tell You Goes West." At that time, and we had planned on doing that every year, but then there was this pesky <laughs> pandemic that. Oh, happened. It's
1: always the pandemic, yeah.
2: So that kind of threw us for a loop, but a bit, you know, yeah. we uh, yeah. we always committed to every year doing a series of episodes that in missed. LA and the West Coast. So next week we will be broadcasting live from Los Angeles, California. Yes. <laughs> from the cradle of Hollywood. <laughs> And we're going to be doing our podcast there, and we're going to be um, posting. Meeting, posting and yeah. meeting with some really cool people that are LA based, but you yes. know are in line with the podcast. So we have a, a bunch of surprises. And-, and I
1: will say, our LA listeners, if you hear this before you know we get there, because we've got a whole week to basically get back. Yeah, to let us know. Let us know. Let us know what we should do if there's some place that we should go, or if there's some place we shouldn't go. Because okay. you know, there's always that one place that you know you're going to go online and it's going to have great Yelp reviews, but then you ask the locals and they're like, no. Mm-hmm. Eso para americano No vaya a la
2: esquina de teja huh? uh-huh, Exactly And the food there No sirve para nada And then uh-huh. you read the reviews And it's like Oh my gosh Exquisite tapas This, this <laughs> Well that goes back to Well I mean LA is different Because yes, LA LA has a huge Latin culture But that goes back to You know uh, A few episodes back What I was talking about A, a listener of ours actually uh, Well a friend of mine That um, he was in Baltimore And he Maryland uh, and he went to a Cuban restaurant that had burritos and enchiladas and tacos. As one and, does. You know, but they looked delicious. I'm sure they were. <laughs> right.
1: But that's just not Cuban cuisine.
2: They looked delicious. So now that we're going to LA, yes. I just want to say something.
1: Should we refilm the beginning of the Laverne and Shirley thing, but with the, the LA version? Yeah, LA. <laughs> <You> <laughs> when they moved to Los Angeles? <laughs> <laughs> Let me no,
2: no, because we're gonna need the equivalent of an ice cream truck.
1: Oh, that's true. Because Lenny and Squiggy had an ice cream truck. Yeah, right? and, and already, I don't like, think we're gonna be able to find a Happy New Year 1960 something banner. No, well, we can make that up. <laughs> yeah. But then we're gonna have to also go to like the lone, like
2: what? didn't they'll go to like the Looney or Lone Star Saloon or something, something like, like that. Like, yeah, it was some country theme. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: It was country. So theme. You're right.
2: um, anyway. But that's coming up next week, so we're really excited about yes. it. And what I just wanted to say about LA and California in general is that I like um, I prefer Jack in the Box over In and Out, but fight me. Anyway,
1: so ¿viste quién se murió esta semana? Well, there was a couple of deaths.
2: Jerry Springer. Jerry
1: Springer, yeah. Jerry Springer passed away. A eh, Harry Belafonte and Dame Edna. Okay, they well, always come in threes. We're, we're, we're going to get to Dame at night. But I'm I mean, saying, they always come in threes. Yeah. It's always like... Whenever one celebrity dies, it's like, oh, oh. Yeah. Death doesn't stop. It's like Final Destination. Death well, doesn't stop not, until it's three. It's not
2: like it's 20, 2016, the year we lost... Everyone? Like, every celebrity there was. I mean, if you were a celebrity... I mean, George Michael died on Christmas. <laughs> I mean, true. it was like, if you were a celebrity until that clock hit 12 on December 31st... No one was
1: safe. Nobody was safe. It was Final Destination Celebrity but, Edition. But yeah,
2: I mean... Jerry Springer wasn't that old, 78? seventy nine, seventy eight, seventy nine. He wasn't that old. Yeah. Um, um, you know, I think it's that pancreatic he, cancer.
1: I, oh, he did. Yeah.
2: Oh, um, well, that's sad. I yeah. think that you know he was an attorney. He was an attorney. He was the mayor of Cincinnati. He was. He was. He has a remarkable Hell story. Of a trajectory. A remarkable story. And you know what's funny that I he's you know, British. Yes, which yes. I didn't know. Yeah, but he's of American parents. So. British by birth. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, he. You know, what I think is very interesting about him is that I remember being a kid and when his show, before his church, his show did the big turn. Um, <laughs> if you think the big curve in the Palmetto is big, this was even bigger. <laughs> the curve you know, was based on this. He had very serious shows. And I remember he had yeah. a lot of shows about, like, the Ku Klux Klan. And, he like, loved the clan anti-Semitic, you know, things. Yeah. I mean, these were heavy topics that they were talking on daytime television. And, you know, obviously that probably didn't bring him the ratings that it... it you know. He wanted. He wanted. And then he did the big turn. Yes. So did you like his show when it did the turn, you know, when it started getting trashy TV? So I think like, like probably. And actually I will pose this. Okay. Did you like the show? And do you think that that show was sort of a precursor to what eventually became reality TV?
1: So I'll start with the last one first. Yes. Yeah. I think that when it took the turn, the, what is yeah. it? The, the, what are you calling it? The, the big, big turn, the, the big turn, the big curve. Um, I think that was one of the moments when people started realizing I can be famous for no reason. Right. There's an opportunity for me to get out there and have my face on TV for doing nothing. Yeah. Essentially, so I do think that that, that contributed to it. Did I watch the show? I think I did, and I and I well I know I did, but I enjoyed it. When it began, when it was a novelty. Yeah. Because he was... When you still thought it was like 100% real. Or even if you thought it was a little fake, but he was the only one doing it.
2: I don't know if you remember, but I bought his... his. Oh, the tapes, Too Hot for TV. His, yeah, the Too Hot for TV. That's, I do, wow, I totally forgot about it's that. It's so funny because that's totally... That's so not a thing you would buy. That's so not a
1: thing I would buy, but... Okay, I but guess, but knowing you, you still have that somewhere, don't you? I, yeah, have it in my house. Of Okay, of course okay. I do. Okay, now I guess it's vintage. It is vintage. vintage and, sell on you know,
2: eBay. Um, and and I bought that, and it was it was worth every was worth every penny. You know, two easy payments of fourteen ninety nine.
1: But I mean, I I think it was enjoyable again at first because he was the first one, right? Like before, and I would say eh, him and Geraldo said said I want la Mano, a little bit, but you know, he was the first one, and then that's when. Jenny Jones and Maury Povich and everybody started to take that turn as well to the mm-hmm. sensational. So there's something to be said about like when he was doing it, it was there was a novelty. He was the first. There was a novelty. He was to the it, first, right? And, and he, I, I, I feel he probably
2: bumped into that. He probably had a series of episodes that had you know
1: questionable people, and it was think, a ratings success. I think and... the first one that was that was that, or the first one that I can recall, and I think a lot of times they point to it there was one episode where he had like, I don't know if it was like a hillbilly Thanksgiving or a redneck, the food fight. (laughs) Many people point to that episode as like the big curve. Like that was after that, there was no going back, yeah. you know, and it was just family that they, I don't know, they were all cheating on each other and they were, they were hillbillies. And, that was the least of it. But, no, but <laughs> I mean, I mean, whatever, and then they all started throwing food at each other, and yeah, yeah, Thanksgiving set up and, and, and all that. And so I think that was the, the, the turning you point. You know, I, I feel about that TV show.
2: And again, I bought the tapes once upon <laughs> a time, so I contributed to that, but I feel that especially when it became what if. It, it did become mm-hmm. that it was a gimmick, yeah. even though it made for good TV, quote unquote. Right. Um I sort of felt the same way I felt about Laura in America, que pase desgraciado that you know, they were benefiting benefiting off these people. Right, these were people that right. didn't have a lot of income, didn't have a lot of resources, and, and they they
1: promised you a trip to New York, right. and and right. they were
2: benefiting off these people to make them act a fool on national TV.
1: Yeah. And well, no, you I've know, told you my favorite episode of Laura on America.
2: Which
1: one? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite episode of Laura in America. Is, there's this whole thing. They bring out this woman, and she's like, hey, "Señorita Laura, mi hijo, mi hijo lo secuestraron. No encuentro mi hijo, mi hijo, mi hijo, mi hijo." Right. So, okay, she's there to plead for her child's right. return creo que está con mi ex que salga desgraciado whatever so he comes out and she's like tú te llevaste el niño no señorita yo no fui whatever there's this whole back and forth whatever all of a sudden Laura turns to the camera and says bueno y señoras y señores she broke the fourth wall yo tengo well you know to the audience to yeah. her audience her audience yo tengo una sorpresa yo he encontrado el niño and then they just raise a wall uh-huh. the child is sitting there on a chair she walks over to. Now, mind you, they've made this whole stink about how this woman is like looking frantically for her right. child. Laura goes over there, speaks to the child for maybe three minutes, and then they bring the wall back down and don't reunite the mother with the child. So like,
2: Here's your kid.
1: I'm like, wait a minute. How do we know you didn't kidnap him, Laura? Scott, a volcano, which is surrounded mean, by magma. It's just like, God, you're not even trying. But yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah,
2: it was. I mean,. I, I, I mean, I can recall the last time I, I saw Jerry Springer, but... Oh, I mean, it's been I, for a while. But I do recall in later years, much, much later years you know, past its peak and its Yeah, yeah, time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching it and being like, oh my God, it's like the same thing it that is, from yeah. 10 years ago. It's the same, you know, outrageous thing. And it was always like, you know, like the tranny, like what they would say, they wouldn't come up with all these like tranny names that were like completely inappropriate. Yeah. You know, but like, it was always like, I'm in love with this girl and it's really a man. And right. it's like,
1: oh my God. Like yeah, that yeah, was yeah. so just. Do you think he was a little bit of a precursor in, in a very weird way, even if just pop culturally to what happens now on social media. How, where, how so? Well, where everybody can have their 15 minutes, right? Where everybody can now just go on, on their Instagram or on their TikTok or what have you. And, you know, do something outrageous and potentially become viral or, you know, start their OnlyFans or, you know, like, well, do, do you yeah, think that there's yes something and, to yes be said no for those? slippery I, slope? Because
2: I think that at, especially with Jerry Springer, um, I mean, the people that went on the show, no matter how outrageous they were, I mean, nobody ever did anything else. Now, we've talked about this before. If it would have been something like the real world. Mm. Yes, because The Real World was a franchise, okay, and it was MTV, so if you were controversial enough, you were going to end up on The Challenge.
1: At bare minimum. Yeah.
2: You were ending up on The Challenge.
1: You really still have The Challenge. Of course they do. It's like Challenge 64. <laughs> it's on Paramount Plus now.
2: Like, I don't watch it anymore. And it's funny, because the the challenge gets more and more ridiculous. It's like, you are
1: going to be hanging on by literally a thread over lava while there is hurricane force winds. But the problem now is that it's much more dangerous, because now there's like 50-year-olds doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Before, it was like, you know, people who were like, 27. What's his
2: name? CT? Mm -hmm. CT is from the real world Paris, 2003. CT is like our age. Maybe even a little bit older. So it's like, yeah, you know. I mean, he's still good. No, I mean, he's look. I, I mean, I'm still in shape.
1: But, you know, the older you get, the Yeah, that's why you're wearing this more... wonderful... It's true. I decided, you know... I give you that tank top. You did give me this. I call this my Kill Bill tank top. Yeah. That's when I, that's when I was working out. But the, those days have passed. So I feel cool. like our, our listeners can, you know, can take the the traps. Also, I thought it would be great to watch as I progressively possibly get colder... As right. we sit here in, in your house. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I have a throw behind me. Oh, okay. I already okay. have a throw okay. behind me okay. ready okay. to go. You're at the so the ready. You're ready. Yeah, I'm ready.
2: So um, you mentioned that w- there was a passing of, um, well, Barry Humphreys. Yes, Barry Humphreys. Yes. Barry Humphreys passed this week. And for those of you who don't know Barry Humphreys by his um, birth name birth, birth <laughs> name, and legal name, it's uh, Dame Edna... Everage. Everidge. Mm-hmm. And... You know what's interesting is that, I mean, obviously, the comedian Barry Humphreys had a very long career. But I think that... I didn't realize how long. Yeah, it's like 40, 50 years. But I think what's significant about his passing, aside from his body of work, was the fact that um, Edna Everidge Mm -hmm. was such a beloved and known character around the world.
1: Before social media
2: before social media mm-hmm. for like 40, 50 years. yeah and what I think it's really interesting is that this is a man, and he was he was straight, right? He, yeah, he married, married like four times. right mm-hmm. This was a man who made his career by being in drag
1: and and not even like Flip Wilson por poracririta drag. yeah, like like okay. like Lentejuela. you want and... me to tell you something? we you know, our better primos
2: are listening. I remember thinking it was a woman.
1: At first I did too.
2: Yeah. I was like, una vieja. Because, <laughs> una vieja well, bec- But quirky. also because. I mean, this was like when we were, I don't know, in high school yeah, but think, or whatever. But think about
1: it. But he didn't have, Barry Humphreys didn't have a history in this country. Mm-hmm. We were exposed to Dame Edna. Right. But even
2: Dame Edna. So if
1: you didn't know who Barry Humphreys, you know, if you, you didn't know that connection. Right. It was just una vieja.
2: Right But even the, the, char- the character, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Deedna, mm-hmm. he didn't have he didn't have firsthand popularity here, but yet everybody still know knew him. Because it was such a beloved and international character that everybody knew Dame Edna, but the reason why you know, obviously aside from his passing and giving him his flowers, that I think it's very relevant is that you know in this day and age now that all of a sudden we decided drag is evil, that you know just certain people decided that you know drag is evil and you know it's grooming children and all this bullshit about drag and. And, and 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 the history of drag that you forget, well, you don't forget, but that it's easy to overlook that this person was doing this character for like 40, 50 years. Everybody loved this character, and mm-hmm. it was never a problem, right? Never, right? It was never a problem. But now all of a sudden it is. <laughs> right. All of a sudden it is. and and Dame Edna would come on on all these talk shows and be ridiculous. That's the thing because it was
1: he never and, showed up as Barry. Never. Uh, At least in this country, he always showed up as Dame Edna. Yeah, never. But then all of a sudden... So here you
2: have a character that was beloved, who was a drag queen, beloved. Nobody... Found offense to it. Mm-hmm. Nobody, and, and again, as you said, full drag. Like, yeah, head to toe. This wasn't even
1: full drag. It, it was not ugly drag either. It was, it, it, I mean, it was una señora. Like, it was like Señora Los Quintes. Hence,
2: I thought yeah, it was a right. real
1: woman when I was much younger.
2: But nobody ever had a problem with that performance. And nobody ever had a problem with that character. And this is something that he started forty in the 70s or yeah. late 60s, early 70s. Never had a problem with it. People enjoyed it. People laughed because at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's, it's entertainment. Character. It's a it's character. It's a character. It's entertainment. Entertainment is subjective. If
1: you, you know, I'm sure
2: there's a lot of people who did not find Day Mad enough funny. There's you a know? lot of
1: things I don't like
2: that other and, people like, and that's okay. And that's totally okay if it's not, you know, your forte. I mean, I, you know, we've said it here. I don't particularly care for drag queens but i but i acknowledge that it's an art and it's performance and it is just that it's performance and right. you know i've gone to drag shows and i have a fine time
1: it's not like i'm there like oh take me out of this misery but i think that you touched on something in in particular because when it's good when it's good it's fucking great but when it's good <laughs> when it's, it's good it's great
2: but when it's good it's like any other form of entertainment <laughs> I don't like musicals. I've gone to musicals, and there's a good musicals. musicals, A good musical, right? A good musical. I mean, I freaking saw Phantom of the Opera, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like,
1: (laughs) right? And you're not a musical person,
2: and I'm not a musical person at all, right? But when entertainment is good, you laugh and you enjoy it, even if it's not your thing, right? And I think that this, you know, this person date, you know, and the character is a good reflection as to this is entertainment. It's art people enjoyed it people liked it for decades and yet now all of a sudden we have a pro- we have a big problem with it it's
1: not like yeah.
2: you know people are like well you know no it's like a, it's like shut it down
1: i think it's a bigger issue at hand too i mean you did mention the fact that Barry Humphreys was was straight and i think that's a key differentiator mm-hmm. i think that when you have a a a straight man who, or, or a man who identifies as straight right at the end of the day doing drag in whatever form it's a character it's funny it's you know whether it's barry humphreys or again i said you know flip wilson uh doing i forget the name of his character on the flip wilson show or in some like it hot or you know what i mean like in or tootsie you know in in those instances it's okay because it's a straight guy right so when a straight guy is dressed as a woman that's comedy Mm -hmm. but when a gay man dresses as a woman it's grooming that's weird Right. That's grooming. Right. That means that, oh, maybe he wants to be a woman. Right. And now that goes into like the whole like transgender people are, are even more evil than the drag queens because everybody knows that drag queens is just a stopover to becoming transgender.
2: Take marijuana. I it's mean, a gateway. Yeah, it's a it's a,
1: gate, it, it, it's a great gateway it, performance. Yeah, it's <laughs> a, it's a, exactly it's a gateway gender reassignment. Like, I mean, it's I mean, give me the fucking break. But I think that's the key differentiator, though. Is no, that,
2: I, I I agree. It's the key different uh, di, 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 differentiator. So I agree. But you know what? I wonder is right now in the in 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 the nature that we're in with drag performances being evil right. um i wonder if even
1: drag by quote unquote straight men would still be fall under that that's interesting because there is actually a former contestant from drag race who he is straight mm-hmm. um he's the only straight contestant that's been on the show so I'm a, mm-hmm. i mean i'm sure there are other straight drag queens mm-hmm. But that would be interesting to see if he has faced any yeah, type sure of. I'm sure that
2: now it's the, everybody's going the down with ship. Yeah. Yeah, with the same brush, yeah, painted with the same brush. But yeah.
1: that, but that's inter- that would be interesting to to ask. Um, I forget, I forget his character's name now. But to ask him, you know, or, or to understand, like if there's been any differentiator, or if now because of everything that's going on, there is no room for distinction. Mm-hmm. Right, you're a drag queen. That's it. You're a fag, and you want to be a woman. I and, mean, like, I just, that's it. I just, like
2: uh, again, and we talked about this. Uh, a few episodes again uh, ago that he, you know this whole thing with drag queens now and people are saying oh it's inappropriate for children and you know th- th- they always show that one video or a handful of videos of children in a drag show and where the drag queen is doing what is inappropriate and my, my, my but that's not the drag queen's but fault. My answer to that is my answer to that is there's inappropriate television. There's inappropriate. Um, movies. movies. There's inappropriate. Um, in, in, there's inappropriate right. video why, games. Why there, is there are things? That why are, is
1: it okay for you? You right now could take Tristan to a rated R movie because right. it's under eighteen, not admitted without a parent. So if he goes with you, right. he can walk in there, but he cannot walk into a Trixie and right, Katya right. show.
2: But but what I'm saying is that you know people. People that want to make this a problem will always quote to will always refer to the handful of videos right. or 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 where there is a child added in inappropriate a, show where right. there is a child that is witnessing a show by a drag queen that is for adults that is for adults right but that argument could be made about anything about right. anything about television about. Comedy. Cardi about, B concert. Uh, yes, about a concert, about video games. There's always material that's not appropriate for children or not appropriate for kids of a certain age. Drag is no exception, right? But again, I've been to plenty of drag brunch or whatever that it's totally fine. It's totally fine. And I think that when people are saying that if they want to take their, drag, their kid to a drag show, they're referring to obviously a more... I don't want to say rated G, but PG. Like, more benign. Right. Which right. there's plenty of them. It's like everything else. There's drag that's age-appropriate. Well, inappropriate if you're a certain age. Right. And there's drag that anybody can watch it. The kid can watch it. La abuela can Wait, watch there's it. There's drag that makes there's me blush. There's family
1: drag. There's family <laughs> drag. Yes. As, as RuPaul says, the family that drags together stays together. Um.
2: You know? Yeah. But, but that's what they want to... That's what people that are, are in this argument... or or making this an argument, are failing to realize that, you know, I I wouldn't take my kid to a drag show that... You know, is sexual or explicit, right. I like drag. a nightclub, right. right? Because that is what that drag show is about. But then there's a hundred other drag shows that are family drag,
1: that are family, family drag, that yes. are fun.
2: They're singing Britney Spears or whatever, you know, yeah. whatever it is.
1: Well, like the ones that at do. like the ones at the Arsh Center when when they do the 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 Pride celebrations. Right. You know that it's or, it's right there in public. Or here in Miami at our house, a drag a
2: drag brunch is usually remember, pretty benign. I remember one time we. We went to one, and the drag queen picked up this toddler. Yeah, like, somebody
1: had like a, a one-year-old or yeah, something. Yeah, and
2: everybody had a great time. Nobody was, you know. Yes. And there were
1: children there, and there wasn't anything inappropriate, and it's like... Oh. Yes, and that child grew up to be Tucker Carlson. Um, uh, well, he but, didn't have a good week. I know, but that was my transition for... No. You know, at least now we have one less voice on the airwaves talking about this trash. Yeah, and he's a big one. <laughs> he really is a big he's, one. He's... he's uh he is a very big one. That's the big whale. That is. I mean, you want to talk about Moby Dick. <laughs> and and you know what? You know what? It's funny because we were talking last week. How, do we think there's going to be any repercussions at Fox News? And you were like, eh, I don't know. I don't think so. And I would say this is a pretty big repercussion after the whole Dominion thing. Um, well, I said there wouldn't be so in terms of their viewership. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, which there isn't.
2: <laughs> the, their viewership, the people are going to watch... They're gonna believe what they believe. They're gonna believe what they're gonna believe. Um I mean, Fox News said that they did not terminate him because of that because of the lawsuit. Bullshit. Um I you know, I I don't know. That that just came out of nowhere.
1: I mean, I, somebody, I think somebody had
2: to pay. I think somebody that had to pay the price. Somebody like him, and again, it's not a situation that he was a conservative or a Republican or a right winger. The problem with Tucker Carl- Carlson is that, admittingly, he was just giving out false... Knowingly. Knowingly false information. He was lying to his audience. Lying. And he knew this. And he knows that he, he was the highest rated show, yep. uh, new show, on cable television. Mm-hmm. He has an immense power. And, and I mean... Do you know about this whole thing about the Great Replacement Theory? What is that? Oh, he had, I think... I think it was like over 60 episodes where he talked about the Great Replacement Theory. So the Great Replacement Theory, he completely... I mean, well, I'm, he didn't come up with it, but <gasps> yeah, he, he's he, the he, one right. who aired it and, and put it on television. Okay. So the Great Replacement Theory is that the left has in the works... Um, Open immigration policies so people can get into this country, obviously, who are immigrants, Mm -hmm. most of them are Latin or from Latin America, that will replace the white voter, Mm -hmm. right? And because all these people are going to be coming in, which lean more left, that's a way of manipulating... The election, well, elections or the okay. the electorate. It's kind okay. of repla- replacing the one. Skewing. White Conservative okay. To skew vo- the vote. Voter. Right. That's the great replacement theory. He would spew this out on his show. Like, th- th- that's something that has very, very, like, profound consequences, especially now. He also, I mean, listen, we could have 10 series of all the awful and atrocious things that he said but he recently uh reinforced by very edited and curated videos of January 6th he reinforced oh, yes, I heard, yeah. that it was
1: it was a peaceful protest it was a
2: peace no no that it was peaceful and all that he saw were people you know peacefully going around in the Capitol and you know and being like tour guides and you know looking at their capital in awe like this man said this on his show
1: despite what we all saw on live television
2: right and on his channel and and, and again the the thing that goes back to him which is an argument that so much so many times comes out in 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 discussing politics nowadays is that you can have your opinion we could have different opinions on things but we what we can't have are different facts right and That is the that is the most problematic thing about people like Tucker Carlson is that it wasn't even that he had a very, you know, opinion that was off from what you believed or Mm -hmm. that you would be like, no, it's like it was a completely different narrative with completely different facts with completely made up information that he would spew out. To his um, his his listeners and to the people watching his show, and when you're making these allegations, for example, of the um, election being stolen, which has absolutely no evidence. There's no evidence that exists
1: that there was well, as, as, widespread as, voter as proven fraud. by all of the members internally. Right.
2: And if you keep on saying there is, it's not it's not now that you're skeptical. It's now that you are giving out information that you know is false. But but how in the past Fox News has been able to circumvent that and go through that loophole is that they've said that they're not a news division; that they're an entertainment. Um,
1: oh, because he's, he's a talking just, head. Yeah, essentially. No, but
2: they've said that they're they have considered themselves less of a news division and more of an entertainment,
1: um, like editorial. Yes. Okay.
2: And that's how they've been able to get away with certain things.
1: Interesting. But
2: but yeah. I, I
1: I will tell you. I mean, whatever. It's come out that he didn't believe any of the things he said yeah. on air. I mean, at that the end of the hated, day, he hated Trump. But you know what else I I find fascinating is um and whatever I don't, I'm not going to get into to, to details and names. But one of his higher ups behind the scenes who was also let go, yeah. gay man.
2: Yeah. Well, because you know what? I, look, so
1: I, so he. But I'm saying he's out there spewing all this all this everything about everybody, right? But then it's like behind the scenes.
2: Right. because You're cool with everybody. Because at the end of the day, this is all about ratings and power and it's, money. It's all it, it is. It's all about money. It's all it's, it, it is. It's all about money. It's all about who has more ratings. If you have more ratings, it doesn't matter that you are lying to people and that your lies have consequences. Because this is not like, you know, back in the day, the National Enquirer or- Batboy. Or right. gossip- you know, celebrity gossip, blind even, item, which even that has its consequences. Yeah, but like,
1: let's say, but, but but you're but you're talking about the typical, like, you know, which blonde starlet was spotted canoodling? You know, right. that's
2: but this who cares? has very, very important and and dire consequences that we have seen how they played out, and yet you continue to feed a false narrative for your gain both personally and the corporation financially and for ratings. And that is very destructive. And when corporations, and in this case, somebody who is in the news and is an anchor and has a show, continues to do that for their own self gain, that is how things happen, which have happened something like January 6th and something like... All these people that believe the election was stolen, despite there being no evidence, because you have people like Tucker Carlson making these statements that are untrue. Yep. And people believe it. And and it's unfortunate, but that's where we are today. I, I don't know. Um, I, I have no idea who they would replace in that. In no, that um,
1: I think they're just extending the the show before him by like an hour and just kind of doing it. You know what I would
2: love for them to put on Fox News?
1: Megan McCain. I I don't I think, don't think she she'd would, do it
2: she, no I don't think she'd do it and I don't think that the Fox shit the, the Fox viewership um, is well she's a bad Republican the, the people who watch Fox would mm-hmm. like Meghan McCain I've always said this I've said this a hundred times and I'll say it again I disagree with Megan McCain on almost anything and everything, and especially since she's been off the view, she's gone. She's gone a little bit, like rogue, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> okay. But Megan McCain is the type of Republican that you want because although I disagree with everything that she says, but you disagree with her policies. I disagree with her policies. I don't think that people like her um, are. These awful people that are lying to the country that, you right. know, are um, are into, fa- you know, are fascists, right, right. are election deniers, you know. Targeting minorities. I, right. right, right. I, they're not. They're people I disagree with politically and ideologically. But, you know, I always have because that's why I'm not but, a conservative. Yeah, but that's human nature. Right? but And that's okay. That's okay. So that's why I, I, I wish that they would take a turn to the, more of that Old school Republican that mm-hmm. I may just want to be like, you're full of shit! Like, blah, 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 but not necessarily think that they're, you know, on their way of, uh, to, you to, know, to there the being a constitutional crisis.
1: But, yeah. you know. On their way to the Capitol. What, what, what do we you know?
2: <laughs> Speaking about politicians being a little naughty going down that route,
1: that Disney World struck back and filed a lawsuit against... I saw that. I saw that. And and you know what the funny thing is? You know what the first thing I thought of when I saw that lawsuit? Mm -hmm. Is because, I mean, as we all know, all lawsuits to a degree are based on precedent set by other other cases. And the first thing I thought of was actually how a case that's actually happening right now down here in South Florida Mm -hmm. against Joe Mm Garroyo... Could have ramifications in setting precedent for that if it if, if he's if Carrillos found guilty. Look at your legal, you know. <laughs> Look at legal, me, like this legal analysis that you. Thanks, called. Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Well, I feel that if we're going to talk about the Joe Carollo lawsuit, we have to have Billy Corbin on the show. Well, I'm, wait- I'm actually waiting for the trial to be over to schedule him because he's very busy right now. He His full-time job right now is covering that trial. Yeah, that's... But did you see know? that even-, even Rosa from Sandwich had yeah, to go and testify? I, I mean, I like... But, but, but yeah, who who don't we know that's being the So for our listeners this? who don't know, Joe Carollo is in the...
2: Uh, he holds a commission seat in the Mi- city of Miami commission, not mm-hmm. Miami-Dade County. Um, he's a career politician. He, he's a career politician. He has a long, 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 long history of alleged corruption. Just and, visit Billy Corbin's site. <laughs> and, you know, a long history of people alleging that he's very vindictive and he'll go after businesses and all that. And there was a business here, uh, Ball and Chain, mm-hmm. which is a historic Uh, bar and entertainment venue in little havana that has been around since the 1930s yeah it's almost 100 years old and this place is it's it's an icon in in the community and people from around the world and around the country come like i remember one time we were there a few years ago and there were these girls having their bachelor party and they were like from milwaukee like it's a really big deal and Joe Carillo essentially allegedly shut the place down and and struck them with all these like violation code violations because the owners of the establishment um, they uh, they supported his, his ago, political opponent they yeah they supported and endorsed their polit- his political opponent and that went down a very very <clears throat> dark and ugly hole and the thing about him is that everybody knows this about him but you know you know that his. His? Yeah. He's a
1: definition of right. when people show you do who you they are. Many, believe do you know them. how many votes he had. He got I was hoping you would election. bring this up because you told me this before. Between six and eight thousand votes. Mm. Out of how many people? Well, it's not only
2: how many people. It's that the thing is you know, for those people, for those listeners who are not local. So Miami is a very interesting place in terms of its makeup and government. So although Miami, I think is like the fifth or sixth largest metropolitan area in the country. Mm -hmm. And we have, I don't know, um, what is it? Four to 5 million people. Really? The city of Miami is actually very small. What Miami, most of what you call Miami in terms of area is called, is really unincorporated date. Right. Uh, And that's what it really is in terms of, again, land area is Miami. But the actual city of Miami is very, very small. It only has a population of under 300,000 people. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why a lot of times when you see like the ranking of the top, like, you know, 10 largest cities in the U.S., Miami's not there. Right. Because they're not counting metropolitan Miami, they're counting just the the city. city of Miami. But anyway, um, and 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 it has a separate government. Like there's a governor for the city of Miami. There's a governor for Miami-Dade County. It's it's a little bit complicated. But anyway, but this guy Joe Caoio is, a, you know, he holds a commission seat, and he's very controversial, and he has a very very small electorate, and it's usually anywhere between six and eight thousand people that vote for him, and he has this immense power. So it's not like for a commissioner for a commissioner. But remember that again it's small and then he has a district within the, a small but which is little havana and you know he has a history of this but people keep voting for him yeah and that's all like, they need oh my gosh but anyway well bueno, back to the disney lawsuit
1: um hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news Yeah, and they're alleging... You know... What is it they're alleging? uh, Retaliatory... Political retaliation. Okay. And And infringement of free speech. Yes, this Mm -hmm. is
2: going to be a First Amendment um, case. case. And the thing about it is that the governor, Ron DeSantis, he's gone, you know, when originally he was, you you know... swagging yeah disney, right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take on disney world um or the disney corporation he went on and on and on about how he was doing this because the corporation disagreed with his proposed don't say gay bill or also known as the parental rights bill mm-hmm. um that's really what this stems from absolutely this stems from a the ceo of a company a private company a private company disagreeing with a proposed
1: bill that was going to be passed in our state this is what this stems for and this is what i tell you wait can we can we extend this make a lot of this is essentially a private citizen disagreeing with a civil servant
2: well yes um i mean let's let's call it what it is here here's the thing up until a year ago Nobody, no matter what your political affiliations were or ideologists, or ideologists mm-hmm. were, had a problem with Disney or the Disney Corporation. The only problem I had with Disney was the increase. Está carísimo. Está carísimo the increase. Right. The right. increase,
1: increase a of the admission. Yeah,
2: Right? But nobody had a problem. Nobody. Nobody. Right. This goes back to Dame Edna. Nobody had a problem with Dame Edna and Drag Queens, but now all of a sudden they do. And with Disney, nobody had a problem with Disney. <laughs> nobody. At least collectively. Right. But now, Disney is this company that is grooming children and is filled with pedophiles and is filled with all these horrible horrible first of all the
1: average pedophile can't afford disney
2: with all these horrible horrible things so and and now they're making that disney you know doesn't pay taxes again you mean like any other corporation it's it's a snowball effect right now now disney is the worst entity in the world and let me remind people that this whole thing with disney started because the ceo of the disney corporation at that time which is no longer the CEO, CEO now it's Bob Iger again, the CEO of Disney disagreed with the proposal, at at that time it was a proposal, of the um, Parental Rights Bill, also known as the Don't Say Gay Bill. And he vocally said that Disney was not in favor of that. And as a result of a private company, the CEO of a private company, Making a statement. Saying that he wasn't in favor of this bill. We had the governor of the third largest state in the country go on a total retaliation and total vengeance against this corporation. Now, I I ask people to try to see that objectively, that you have a governor, somebody with a lot of power, Go after a private company because the private company, because they don't agree. He doesn't because they, agree. they dare to, to voice they, an opinion. And they dare to voice an opinion. That is not cool. That is illegal. That is unconstitutional, right? That should not be the case, right? If the governor disagrees with that, then he could have responded in a very appropriate way that they he disagreed with what disney said but instead but he, spent, he, he
1: literally could have said like i disagree with them but anybody who's in my state needs to follow my laws right and that's and it. he has gone on this tirade of against disney spending millions
2: of dollars taxpayer. in resources taxpayer money because you know who's gonna pay for we, this are. we are litigation we are. we are we're gonna pay for this litigation because disney is a private company so disney is going to <laughs> Afford and pay for their own lawyers, right. but the state of Florida, we are going to be paying for this litigation. This litigation, we're paying for, for Marlins Stadium. This is going to be some intense litigation, and this is all because the governor of Florida does not did not agree and got upset that the CEO of Disney made a statement that he did not agree with a bill that he was proposing. Okay, that that not only is that unconstitutional, but if you don't have a problem with that and you don't think that that's objectively if you're looking at that you don't think that that is a problem that in itself is a problem because (laughs) because no elected official should be able to well it's illegal to go after a witch hunt of a corporation like he is doing and again spending our money on that but here we are
1: well it's not the first time he spent our money to do something that he thought was fun
2: Oh, yeah?
1: Well, when he sent everyone to Martha's Vineyard.
2: Oh, well, yeah. You know what's really funny? He got married at Disney. And now online people are fighting and all this type of stuff. And you Really? Know.
1: Because online discourses are usually right. so civil. But
2: it's just, you know, it's just terrible absolutely terrible that it's gotten to this point that now Disney is the villain and Disney corporation is all these terrible things. I mean,
1: look, Disney corporation might be a villain for many things as any, as many corporations probably are. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to debate that, but not because they just had a disagreement with a, with a public official.
2: Yeah it's it's terrible well bueno, bita that uh speaking of disney that this week they released the trailer of the little mermaid
1: i have not seen it yet yeah so i did
2: see anorexic flounder so so <laughs> i'm very much looking forward to the little mermaid and meh. um maybe because you don't like the little mermaid
1: or because well no i love the little mermaid but maybe because i have not been impressed by any of the live action remakes you know what i neither have i but this one looks really good but they all look good in a trailer everything looks good right. in a trailer well... It's the
2: trailer's purpose. No, but this one looks really good. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, and I have to tell you, I with this whole Little Mermaid debacle, I'm very much looking forward to, to seeing the movie. But I have to tell you that I'm just like, okay, now the trailer comes. Now we go... Another out, round. Another round of outrage. Right. Now the movie's going to be released. Another round of outrage. That it's like, oh my God, we've been arguing about the Little Mermaid for like... Two years, it seems. Oh, right yes, yes. First, the before casting, it was even filmed. First, the casting, then the filming, then now the trailer, and then now, the movie. No, well, oh,
1: because there's like three trailers now before a movie comes right. out. So and right. then
2: the release. It's like all oh, this whole round of people being outraged over a black mermaid. You know, you know, <laughs> a mythical fictional creature that you know. She could have been fluorescent orange in the first one that it wouldn't have really mattered because right. it's... a. it's a,
1: They don't exist. They don't exist. They don't exist. But yeah, this is not... But a, somehow
2: we are going to lose our shit because... Well, yeah. some people are going to lose their shit because it's a Black Mermaid. And it's like, wow, because yeah. there aren't enough problems in the world, right? There aren't enough things for you to be concerned about over the casting of a movie. And you know... I, 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 we talked about this in the the first time this came around. If you have a problem with the casting of the Little Mermaid in in now the the live action remake, well, you officially have no problems. Right. You either don't have any problems <laughs> right, right. In, in, in 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 reality, in your life, right? And you just want to bitch and complain about this, or you need to look at your internalized racism because, or you're just a professional troll, or a professional troll. But I mean, no, but it's the whole internalized racism thing because you know what? If you don't Again, it's a mermaid. It doesn't exist, <laughs> right? So if you lost your shit over the fact that they hired a very
1: talented... Right. Because She can't sing.
2: Right. Girl, you know, right. black girl to do this show. You know, because, uh, again, it's uh, uh, Chloe Bailey. I mean... Ha- 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 uh, Halle. Bailey. Halle Bailey, because yeah. I always want to call her Halle Berry. Yeah, Halle <laughs> Bailey. Um, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, she has some chops, and yeah. she's been in the business for a while. So you're talking about, you know... A veteran Mm. actress. Right. You you could say at her young age.
1: Yeah. But, you know. Well, she's a a Beyonce protege.
2: Right. If you're losing your shit over the fact that there is a black Little Mermaid, as I said, you either are a troll, you don't have Any anything else that you want to bitch and complain about, no. or you need to check out your internalized racism because I mean it's it's ridiculous. I don't it, think it's internalized. It's, it's well, well, no, 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 because you know it's always that whole thing. Oh, I'm not a racist, but but you right. know why did they have to put you know a black mermaid if the first mermaid was white, white right. right? And the first mermaid also, you know. Gave up is her a mermaid. Voice, gave up her voice to the sea witch, but you know, <laughs>
1: you know, <laughs> and is a mermaid. Like let's not let's not bury the lead here, kids. Right. It's in the title,
2: right.
1: the Little Mermaid. People are fucking crazy. People, if only they were crazy. I think we've we've passed crazy. Yeah, I long for the days of crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so what else is going on? I. I mean, I'm just looking forward to our LA trip. To be honest, yeah, You know, like, you know what? Else? I'm so like, I'm so like tunnel visioned right now that I'm like, I'm so, like all so the listen, things we're gonna go do. So listen,
2: I was, I was uh, reading the news. I forgot where this week, and um, I, I came across this news story of this lady who, um, some years ago, she went to Goodwill mm-hmm. and she paid 34.99 for like a marble bust of you know, someone of okay. a man. And it turns out that she paid thirty four ninety nine. It turns out that that bust is from ancient <gasps> Rome and it's over 2000 years old. Yeah. And, and then they actually know who it is. It was, they actually know who so the bust the, it's is. It's like a historical yes. figure. And she's returning. She, she is returning it to Germany because Germany
1: has a collection of these, um, statutes. Was, was this, was uh, this, um, was this something that maybe like, I don't know. Many moons ago, like some Nazi, like squirreled yes, away, yes. And, it, it, and it
2: all it all heads okay. back to that. You know, when okay when the uh, Nazis World left World War yeah. Two, that all all these people took um, all these works of art, works of art, and all that stuff. But can you imagine going? You imagine going. The fact that
1: it ended up in a Goodwill.
2: Yes, because what happened was that apparently it was one of these things that the man who took. I I read in the article. If I brought it up, I should have been a little bit more prepared in terms of the details of the article. But from what I remember, the man took it from Europe and then he brought it to the United States and like. He had it in his house, and then I think he died, and then oh, he didn't have any heirs, or right? Something. Or or his heirs didn't know what it was, and they're like, oh, look at this big bust of we don't want this. <laughs> and somehow it ended up in the goodwill, and this woman, I think it was three or four years ago, bought it for thirty four ninety nine,
1: not knowing that that bust was over two thousand years old. You know what the best part about this story is, though? What if she had not bought it? That probably would have just sat there and eventually just been thrown away. I don't know about throwing away, but it would it would no, have gone to, it would have gone to like no, the bargain no, no, bin
2: of but, goodwill. Right, But I'm saying things only are, this is at a some bigger, point the goodwill this has is to a be a bigger find. This is a bigger find than when I bought at the goodwill an original 180 gram original pressing of the soundtrack of the score of Doctor Zhivago, and it was unopened. Really? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This, this. Then I remember when I saw that at the goodwill I did a. Does somebody know that I'm going to buy this? Because this is a type of thing. I mean, it was Dr. Zhivago. I mean, anybody that knows yeah. me knows that I love Dr. Zhivago. Um, I love to sit and watch the movie for about four days because that's how long the movie is. And just be bored out of my mind and watch the Russian winter. But I love that movie. I love Dr. Zhivago. I age watching that movie. Yes. Right? I think so, that's the purpose. So <laughs> when I walk into the Goodwill and I see that vinyl and I'm like, wait. This is like an original 180 gram vinyl. And sealed. Original in perfect condition. And it's
1: the score, and it, yeah. You got lucky that day. Yeah, I, I mean, not that, as lucky as this woman. With not your, as lucky with, as the bus. But, 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 but you got but lucky. But d- this one-upped the, the... Yeah, I think th- I think this is a little higher. This might yeah. be a little squidge higher than, than <laughs> your day. That reminds yeah. me. That reminds me. These are
2: Goodwill stories, people. A few years ago, I was actually at the Goodwill in Hialeah, across the street from Hialeah City Hall. And I sent you I sent you to like our group chat of our friends a picture of this. I was at the Goodwill in Hialeah and I was at the, you know, I had time to kill, and <laughs> I, I, um, went to the area of the frames, and somebody had, I, you know, it ended up in the Goodwill, one of those frames with like multiple pictures, uh-huh. and they had pictures of like their kid. They didn't take them out. Don't you remember? I don't remember this. Yeah, it had pictures of their kid. And I'm like, and these weren't like black and white pictures that maybe they got confused. No, you could no, tell. Right. One of them was like his kindergarten graduation. I remember you even said, oh, he would be like 18 now.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember this.
2: And and I'm like, coño, you know what's for you not to even take out the pictures of your kid
1: you from a cuadro that you're going to give goodwill? Maybe it was one of those situations, you know. Again, the, the person passed away, I have, and I have to tell you just, that I'm really guilty of being. Away. I'm really
2: guilty of being that person that says, "Okay, you know what? I'm going to give my stuff to Goodwill, and I put it in bags and then put it in the trunk of my car, and there it sits for about
1: four months." Jesus, no, yeah, no. I will. I will grab a box from BJ's and I will fill it up and like, yeah, like by next week. By like next week, I'm like, no, I need. You know, you're in the minority, right? Yes. Yeah. But I also just have a one bedroom apartment, so you know, yeah. <laughs> I need my space. Yeah. Um. No, I need. I need to. <laughs> I I I. Do you go to Goodwill a lot? I haven't been in a while. Yeah. I usually wind up going to Goodwill around um, Halloween time.
2: So I go to Good. I go to Goodwill for two reasons and two reasons only: to find vinyl. Okay. Because sometimes that. No, that know. makes sense. That makes sense. I didn't think about that. And to find VCRs. I have over 300, you know, VHS tapes. <gasps> okay, wait. Since you go to- I have I'm... the
1: entire series of Full House on VHS wait, wait, first one. Since you go to Goodwill's to find VCRs- I
2: mean, I don't go all the time. It's not like I make no, no, weekly trips No, 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 no. Okay, but I'm going to tell you, but...
1: keep an eye out for Betamax. No, I've never seen a Betamax. Damn it.
2: No, but oh, Chico, a Betamax, Betamax was discontinued in the early 80s. I mean, VHS was discontinued in 2009. I
1: don't Mike. know what. Tre- listen, this woman found a 2,000 year old. That is true. That is true. <laughs> you know what I mean? That is true. A Betamax is a lot, a lot, you, you know, know what I think is younger? so
2: interesting about Betamax is that I had the only, and listeners, I know there's some of you out there that are going to agree with this. So, so listen up. Okay. I don't ever recall seeing a Betamax. Player like a standalone I did. Betamax player. It just seemed that every time that I would actually, you know what? Quita eso. I'm confused. I'm going scratch over. it. Scratch okay, it. <laughs> flip Edit that flip out. Slip that it. out. It's actually something else. Eight track. Oh, I don't yes. recall ever seeing no, you know why I knew Betamax? Because in, for some reason in Cuba they used to have Betamax. So in like the eighties and nineties, whenever we would send home videos uh-huh. to our family in Cuba, we had to transfer from VHS to Betamax. I Yeah. And then get we him had him. to get that one Betamax player from somebody that we knew that weighed a ton. It was it was like the it size. of was always of, heavy. It was like the size of a refrigerator, you know. Like, and it was a Betamax. No, no, no. Oh, what I'm talking it was about probably is probably the size of so, a TV. Okay, you so listen, listeners, listen up. I remember. I don't. I don't recall because this was. I think before our time. Yeah. I don't recall ever seeing a standalone eight-track player. I agree. Never. I don't I don't recall no, seeing I one. No, I take that back. No, no, wait. No. Let me finish. It's my story. I take that back. I don't recall ever seeing a, a standalone 8-track player. But for some reason, all the bedroom sets in like the 80s had 8-track players in the back. You know those bedroom sets that you know in, in, the, in yeah, the, had the in the, the headboard that had the speakers. It had speakers and an 8-track player. Why did they have 8-track players? Well, I mean, where they else nev- were you, where else were you going to play your Barry White? Well, that is true. That is true. But I never saw an A-track player like standalone or or an A-track player, I don't know, boombox like like like, like a Walkman never, version of a Never no. never it was always in la cama de alguien. My aunt still has la cama. No. Yeah, she's had the same juego de cuantos in 1982. Está
1: nuevo. Está nuevo. The, spe- the, the pause and the speed with which you said that <laughs> was so on point right. that like, but you know, c- we, we couldn't have planned but it. But you know what was so gr- so great about her
2: Juego de Cuanto? And I'm sure there's other people out there like that. So it's your typical early, mid-80s Juego de Cuanto that's for my god. Yes. And it has some mirror features. Uh, yes, something you know, reflective. Reflective, right. Mm-hmm. So obviously in its time it was in, then it went out of style. Then it was tacky. Then it was like oh, And now it's totally vintage. And now it's so. Like, if you wait long enough, if you wait long enough, it will be vintage. Hey, that bust had to wait two thousand years. That's true. It.
1: That's true. The one cool only had to wait forty. <laughs> I
2: mean oh okay I'm thirsty I think oh, it's time I think for it is time it is time for the last so, soda yep
1: yep yep so, so I
2: know who I'm going to give my last soda to ta right, so actually I'm going to give my last soda to and you and I were just watching this before recording to Carol Burnett oh,
1: so we icon. we
2: just watched the Carol Burnett 90th well 90th <laughs> anniversary special makes it sound like her show started ninetieth <laughs> birthday 90th, 90th birthday. birthday so they did a huge homage to her and um You know, we were talking that, you know, I remember, I mean, Carol Burnett, Obviously predates us And her show I don't yeah. think we were even born When her show was on But I remember as a kid They would always repeat her show At night In Channel 33 And again yeah. At 33 That's where all the So much of my life And who I became Was because of Channel 33, channel 33.
1: Yeah Not 39 No. Nope. 33 No, nope. It was always 33 it 33 like, had the classic sitcoms
2: Yes it mm-hmm. was It was Carol Burnett show Good times like, All in the family all, I didn't I never watched All of them. But, was but yeah, it, it was there Yeah it was there It was there Glow Glow Yes Yes, yes, <laughs> live from the Riviera, yes! Las Vegas. I remember the first time I went to Vegas, yeah, I was in the 2000s, and I went to the Riviera hotels. I'm like, <laughs> but hey, in 1987, the Riviera Hotel in Las so was, Vegas was, was here. But anyway, back to Carol Burnett. Um, you know, obviously, they did this homage to her and they did this beautiful show, and and they were, you know, it was full of clips and all that, and you know, it. Not only is she hilarious and it was a great talent, but as you and I were discussing, it's a format and it's it's something that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Variety television and and really that type of programming that everybody enjoyed, the kids enjoyed the you family know, the, program. The, you know, I I I never like to say family program because that makes it seem like mom, dad, and the two kids and the dog, right? And you know that's not the reality for everybody, right? But it's multi generational Okay, okay, we'll go right? with that. Yeah. Kids can enjoy it. La abuela enjoys it. The parent, you know, parents or middle aged people enjoy it. People in their twenties, because as you and I were talking, funny is funny, and when something is hilarious, it doesn't matter what age you're in or what walk of life you're in. You're gonna laugh. Obviously, your age and walk of life can ha- add different context to right. it, but it's funny because mira, one of her most one of her funny. most famous um, skits is the one with the curtain rod. Yeah. You know, you can have no idea what that reference is, that it's a reference to Gone With a Wind. Right, right. You could have no idea about that reference or ever even heard of Gone With a Wind and still find that skit hilarious. And I just, you know, as you and I were discussing, it's something that is just, it's not really there anymore. No. And and these, you mentioned it, these people that can act, that are funny, that can sing, that can dance. You had to a do a moment's all. notice that you were a, like... A, a, a showman a show, show woman show man yeah. you know that you can do all this stuff and like
1: you know yeah I know we sound like we're 90 but right. it's but it's true it, right. it, it, it's a you, dying art you know art. that
2: that it, it's one of the few people that I can think of and he was on the show was like Darren Chris. yeah because yeah. Darren Chris can sing dance and act like yeah. he's an entertainer or like a Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is a maybe example. that's why like that movie was so popular, the greatest, the greatest showman. showman. Because it's something that like doesn't really exist anymore. And um it, it was just really nostalgic to 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 see that show. And you know, she is an icon and the greatest one of the greatest things that Carol Burnett gave us was Mama's family. That. Because I love that. I love Mama's Family. By extension, Mama's Family gave us the character of Iola. <laughs> we have a special that, place in our heart for you know, Iola. And, and listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about and you don't know the show Mama's Family, go it watch up. it. It's so
1: ridiculous. <laughs> it's so... Oh, Raytown. <laughs> I think that was the anthem, actually, Raytown yeah. or oh, Raytown was the <laughs> was the name well, of the Well, it night. didn't have any lyrics. That's right. Mama's family no, no 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 Not the theme to the song I think like the, the town Had like a uh, Like a town song Oh Called okay. Raytown Or Raytown You know I think it's so
2: Wow that they Were constantly calling Naomi a slut And they would say The word slut To her face Yeah And I'm like I don't know how This will go down nowadays You know you couldn't Create
1: most of the things That we grew up on <laughs>
2: You just (laughs) could You know that Mama's Family feels older than what it is because that show ran in the late 80s up to early up to 90s Yeah like 91 91, 92 and
1: it just seems older it seems like a show from the 70s It's because it was probably um, filmed on tape Mm. Anything that was that's why all of those things from like the 70s and 80s look like they're from they're older than the things from from the 60s Yeah So So Carol Burnett Carol Burnett Very very deserving of a last soda My last soda is for a show that is on, uh, it's on Freevee. Um, it's a free Amazon service thing or whatever, but it's called Jury Duty, mm-hmm. and I was telling you about it. And the whole premise is that it is a following a, a whole jury process from the selection of the jury all the way through Voidier. the case. I'm sorry. Voidir. Voidir. but literally everybody with the exception of one person is an actor, mm-hmm. and then they wind up sequestering the them and everything, and the whole show like the last episode of the show is when they do the reveal to the to the one guy who was on the jury is it, is it in the course of several days or just one day it's 3 weeks oh oh and they did a trial
2: they oh. they did
1: a trial they sequestered them they did a trial they had people present like over So these people like missed work? Well they were actors the only one that missed work was was the one person was the one guy right <laughs> And they, it was like over sixty hours. So wait. So
2: was the one guy who wasn't, who was not in on it. Did he have to take a papelito to his job? The summons. It was a fake summons. I'm guessing it was a fake summons. Yeah. Oh, you know,
1: giving out a fake summons is uh, illegal. <laughs> well, I don't know. Okay, well, I don't know. How, I don't know that part of it. But um, so what I loved about it is at the end of the day, you know, when they reveal it to him, and, and again, you watch him through the whole thing. Like they make him the foreman. They make right, him, course. you know, and everything. But the way that they painted it afterwards was this was not about trying to put somebody in a position of like gotcha or make them look the fool quite the contrary they were trying to make him the hero of the show and they really did succeed because they kept putting all these things like in front of him that were meant to basically make him go crazy I feel that I need to watch this being the legal one and he never lost his cool At contrario he was always compassionate he was always only nice. one episode? no it's like eight episodes oh it's eight episodes and, I well, I mean, I'm not going to reveal anything because there's, I mean, it's not really a twist, but it's just, after I watched it, I like, the last episode when they reveal it, I made un poco sentimiento because he was just such a genuinely nice person. Because you feel bad that he was invested in all this. No, on the contrary. Put con- so much effort and no, then it turned on out to con- be a lie. On the contrary, you know what? Because he took it really well and in stride and all that. It just showed me, like, you know what? There are still good people out there. Do they win something? So they they wind up giving him hundred thousand dollars. Oh, okay. Well, lie to me all you want. <laughs> well, but you didn't know that going in. Right? They don't. They don't tell you that. Literally, the last episode, they you know they hand down the decision for the for the case, and then the judge is like, okay, you know, it's just a formality. I'm gonna need for you, uh, Mister Four Person, to you know to come and sit here, and we have to sign this paper, and it's like, okay, whatever. And he's like, all right. So when I started, I told you that this was my last. Uh, uh, case as a judge, and he's like, Well, what I didn't tell you is that it was also my first, mm. and then from there on, they go. go for but some of the actors that played the lawyers were actual former litigators, right? The, the like, but they I was gonna they, say,
2: Sign me up, they did it so <laughs> where well. can I
1: audition for this? The last episode, they show you all the behind the scenes of how they had to coordinate everything. I remember everybody's in on this except for him, right. If he deviates from the quote unquote, because they can only script so much. Right. If he, if they are, they have to have like three different options. If he says X, you do Y, and if he says Y, you have to do Z, and if he says Z, you have to do A, and it's like you don't know because he's not going on a script. Right. Right, it's it's complex. It's I gotta watch this. Brilliant, it's brilliant. I and, need to audition for this. And it kind of, re- the, I, I would be the defense attorney. It, well, it kind of restored my faith in humanity a little bit, actually. Okay, okay, good. So, so nothing yes. like a fake trial to restore your faith in humanity. Well, something's got to do it,
2: right? Not the not the real trial against Disney, but a fake one. Well, that hasn't started yet. No.
1: So, you know, we'll re- revisit this once yeah. it starts. Yes. Hold, ho- yeah. hold on. Hold on to your horses. <laughs> Lo que viene. Lo que viene. <laughs> Would it be hilarious? If it even goes to trial. No, that is. It, you think it That's won't? a constitutional issue. Oh, well, yeah. That's, no, it's not, gonna, it, it, it's, not a,
2: it's not They're civil. not going to settle out of court. It, it, it's not civil. It's not civil. Right. All right. Well, it is. Well, right, but, but not, it's a constitutional issue. It's not based on money. Right, right. right. are right, not, not seeking damages. Correct, correct. So, um, yeah, well, that'll be fun to watch. So... Anyway, what up, everybody? We are going to, as we said at the beginning of the show, we are going to be in Los Angeles next week, the City of Angels, and we are so excited. We love LA. Uh, There's so much we're gonna
1: eat um, and do, and friends and see people. That's what I want DMs about. What listeners? I want you to tell us where we gotta go eat. Yes. So if you are anything else, (laughs) if you are in the LA area, (laughs) actually. Are you trying to be like the, the guy who like does the thing to come of course, for the prices right? Of course. Okay. That's what I was gonna tell you to do. I is it too late to see if we have tickets to the prices right? I
2: can check. Because I don't, you I don't, know that that's, a dream, of
1: mine. I'll I'll, that's I'll, a dream. I'll check. I'll check. That's a dream I'll see. My dream is to be on the prices right. Or if any listeners out there can help us get on the prices right. And I will tell
2: you that not to make this sentimental. <laughs> that if i were to if i were to make it on the prices right my grandmother will shine a light on me damn right because she will. that would my grandmother watched the prices right till her very last day she loved it she loved it well she had been watching it for 40 some years and it was tv that she could understand well, yeah, and it's, love it's without, price. Yeah, yeah it's price yeah yeah i told you my whole thing about being a kid and the price is right right how I would always watch things and be because I used to go grocery shopping with my mom, right? And I'd be like, que caro es eso. Like That's not how much un bol- Una botella para molive cuesta $4.99. My mom gets it for like 150 and it's like, Oh, it's California prices. Yeah,
1: I didn't know that until you said that to me a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's California, it just prices. never clicked. No, they're not bogos there, <laughs> but it should be the national average. Damn it, I don't think it's a national, average. it
2: should. No, I'm saying it yeah. should be, yeah, it should be because what the hell do you know what something costs See, in California? So, so my dream Don't bet a dollar. No, my dream of being in the price is right. No, actually it's that, is of getting, obviously being called. Right, right. Step one. But then getting, you know, to play because I bet a dollar successfully. Because while all the other motherfuckers (laughs) bidding, I'm like, nope, you're over. Nope, you're over. No, you're over. I'm bidding a dollar, right? And then when I actually get up, what is going to be the game I'm going to play? Plinko. The greatest game of all time. Sure. Plinko. And then I'm going to get uh, not the way I And then I'm gonna get a dollar in the spinning the wheel. No the way is spinning the wheel. And then and then when I go to the showcase Showdown, which when I was a kid, I used to call it a choki choki. Because I didn't really speak English. <laughs> when I was this was before school age. I used to call it a choki choki. I'm going to win that trip to Aspen. <laughs>
1: And a motorhome. I hope that you don't get the showcase with like the dining room furniture. The dinette set. Yeah. <laughs> and here is a range. It's always some basic I mean, brown they don't bullshit. Call it a stove. They call it a range. a range.
2: Here is a brand new KitchenAid range. Here is the microwave. All this could be yours is the price is right. And then they throw in like a jet ski.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's always a showcase showdown nobody wants. Oh, yeah. That you're there and you're like, do you really think I'm going to get this? And then, of course, if you're the second person, te you get right, stuck with right, it. That's right, that's it. Because what everybody wants is the car. Or a trip. Or yeah, yeah but it's always the car right. And it doesn't matter It could be a, like the cheapest A brand new Nissan Versa That you'll be like If it was a freaking Ferrari You will lose your shit If I go on The Prices Right And I get to the Showcase Showdown And the car is a Nissan Versa I will like scream and jump up and down
1: You'll like, never see anybody happier to get a Nissan Than yeah. you that day <laughs>
2: like, like sure like, And I could just imagine calling my family I want a Nissan Versa
1: <laughs> okay,
2: this needs to happen.
1: I, I will I will check to see if there's any any ticket openings because I think prices is right is um it's a combination of tickets but then also just wait in line as we saw. Like similar to the sitcom yeah. thing.
2: Well as long as it's easier to get into the SNL, then we're good. <laughs> I think heaven is easier to get <laughs> yeah, into than the SNL. SNL. So anyway. when well, everybody. Uh, so join us next week for our LA episodes. But yes. as always, uh, uh, what's our... <laughs> we hope you listen, laugh, and learn. This is going to be on the blooper reel. We hope you listen. And, you know, I only forgot after 248 episodes. We hope you listen, laugh, and learn. And as always, remember to grab your croqueta, your pastelito, and your cafecito. You and go. join us next week. Um, pero let me tell you, goes west. west. Bye, everybody. Bye.
1: Pero Let Me Tell You is co hosted by Darian Borges and Ismailiano, produced by Ismailiano, And our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michelangelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes.
0: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince.